You we're talking about adding excitement to this to this season. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe yeah. I, maybe send more photographers out there. In fact, do it in the middle of the race. Why not? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe, rate and review us. My name is Marwan Osman. I'm joined by the one and only Edgar O'Neill. Edgar, what's going on, man? You know, disappointment. Disappointment. I'm starting off. I'm starting off on that note. Yeah. And you know, a lot was built up for this weekend. You know, we did kind of hype this up in our preview video, but we will we will talk all about that. For now, I want to start off by recognizing, celebrating acknowledging mm-hmm. the, the man himself, the king of the streets, Sergio Perez, for having just an incredible race weekend. Um, yeah, all weekend. But, yeah, what did, what did you think of his performance overall? Uh, amazing. Um, and I, speaking of the weekend, I thought it was really funny when they were doing the post-race interviews. Um, and uh, they were like, hey, you've won two and a half, two, two races here. And he was like, two and a half. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you let it be known. You let it be known. Yeah, he, give him that half. Yeah. But no, Sergio put on just an absolutely insane performance this weekend. And, yeah. you know, just starting to creep up on Max on those, in those standings. Yeah, because so, even Max um, was trailing behind him, right? Yeah, um, he, he looked really dominant. You know, that that battle is is there. But, um, but well. We'll hold off on that. You know, it's yeah. it's only four races in, and it's it also feels a little disingenuous to say I want to start by celebrating Sergio and immediately go to Sergio versus Max. But oh, yeah. no, so <laughs> yeah, just an absolutely insane performance from Sergio this weekend. Um, he's becomes the first driver to win back multiple races at Baku, which mm-hmm. to me is no small accomplishment at all. This is a pretty um, unpredictable track, even though, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second. It was a fairly uh, boring race, but the in, history has shown us this to be an unpredictable track and Sergio being the first winner here to have multiple wins at Baku is a pretty great accomplishment for him. So overall, where do you think things go from here for, for old Sergio, the king of the streets? I mean, what's the next one? I, it's Miami, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is another street circuit. So kind of, kind street of circuit. Yeah. It feels like a, yeah. a, a track. Um, so I kind of want to wait to Miami, but I mean, he's in contention now, right? He's got to be. Um, yeah. And honestly, if, if he does come away with another win in Miami, it's, it's, Red Bull will have uh, some decisions to make because, you know, right now they, they cater to Max's every whim, as they should. You know, he's yeah. the most dominant driver that we have currently on the grid. But you have another driver right here going toe-to-toe with him. And, you know, the idea of this being a, a Nico uh, Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton type of situation Ooh. was brought up, you know, uh, but it, it it still felt a little too early. And we're still only four races into this yeah, season. yeah. So it still feels a little bit too early, but no, good for Sergio. He's he's earned that nickname, King of the Streets. King of the um, Streets, King of the Sheets. 
king of the sheets. I don't think anyone calls him that. I bet his wife does. Um, but no, the man is, um, he's, he's earned that nickname and, um, just, a, a bigger, bigger picture look at, as Sergio, his, his growth has actually been really impressive starting with force India Sauber and mm-hmm. uh, moving up from there whenever they went broke and yeah. went to a uh, racing point and now at Red Bull, every team that he's moved on to, he seems to have stepped up his game a little bit and now he's at his peak honestly here with red bull so good for him for for putting on a show this weekend i'd be happy with a wc for him i i think we're all yeah i I can't say we're rooting for it because you know we are impartial analysts i said i'd be happy i'd be happy (laughs) you're right um i'd be happy if lando got it okay would you be happy if max verstappen got it no okay (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, I'm, 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 I am generally just happy for Sergio because he's just a really easy driver to root for. And he is, um, he has shut up all of the, the critics who, anyone who was saying that, you know, his seat was in trouble. Anyone who was even flirting with the idea of Daniel Ricardo coming in and replacing him in the season. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. I was one of those people, so shame on me too. Yeah, but, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, but still, no, he's he's shut up all the doubters, and uh, there's really nothing you can say for now. We'll yeah. see how. It's, like I keep saying this because it's worth repeating. Four races. Four races. <laughs> uh, we we got about 19 of these left, so. Wow. You know, yeah. We we are just now scratching the surface on this young F1 season, but yeah. um. But you can't let that take away anything from Sergio did. Um, he just flat out out performed Max. Now there was um, some odd timing there with the with the safety car coming in. Um, it affected the the pit strategy there. Um, it ended up benefiting. It ended up working out in his favor, right? So he ended up uh, in the lead, and he never really gave that up afterwards. So uh, things did work out for him. They they kind of acknowledged that at the end there. Um, with uh, Christian Horner saying yeah. a bit of, bit of luck went his way, which you know I'm sure Sergio appreciates. But yeah. no, that's overall just uh, a great weekend for Sergio. Um, but no, we got we got ourselves an entertaining rest of the season, I think, to look forward to. Is it crazy to say that after four races that uh, we are only four? That it's still early, but um, now I'm starting to have some optimism that we may may get. Uh, a little competition going forward. I don't think that's crazy because even there were certain performances, again, not a super exciting race, but certain certain performances bode well for the rest of the season. Like McLaren, McLaren did pretty good. Well, it's no longer as much fun to talk about McLaren. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when they were bad and we, I could just laugh. Yeah. Uh, I can't, can no longer do that, unfortunately. Yeah. Now I get to smile. Well, we'll just not talk about them until okay. they, until uh, something until, happens. Until, so, until something happens that allows us to to laugh at them. But um, overall, so you you did hint at this. Um, you you felt like it was a disappointing race, and yeah. I have to agree with you. Uh, can you expand a little bit on that? Yeah. Well, I got worried because we did also in our last podcast kind of hype it up. Well, really, we hyped up sprint. We hyped up the sprint, which was 
which was entertaining. Um, you know, you had the Russell uh, Verstappen little uh, drama. Um, and honestly, for me, that was the most exciting part of the weekend. So sprint race exciting, race itself just just boring. Like, so I recorded it. Here's my little my little anecdote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recorded the race. Obviously, it's very early. Um, and I opened up Instagram at one point, I think around like lap 30. And the first post was the standings of one through 10. And like, I looked at the standings and then I looked at my screen at lap 30 and it was like exactly the same. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. okay. 20 more laps then 20 more laps. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was overall an uneventful race as a whole. Uh, we got the early safety car. Um, but after that, nothing really transpired. I think it was, we got, we got some interesting battles here and there with Lewis Hamilton was attacking, um, Carlos signs for a little bit and kind of going back and forth there, but he was overall just not able to, to make the finishing moves. Um, kind of surprising, honestly, um, we, we did hype this up, right. Yeah. And normally, uh, we don't end up, we're not wrong very often. On this podcast. <laughs> no, we are not. Not very often at all, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, don't look at our podium predictions. Uh, that don't oh, don't yeah. look at those. Uh, I think Yuki Sonoda was in there for one of us. Well, we won't go. We won't dive <laughs> into that. But no, we are often not wrong here. Um, but this was a surprisingly boring race. Um, Baku, as it's formatted with those twists and turns, it does lead to some unpredictability with the with the race itself but it does make it hard to overtake Mm -hmm. uh you have those long straights which red bull loves they could just cruise on past anyone really that's in front of them but we've seen the other cars kind of struggle with overtaking it's been i I wonder if the fia is is also taking note of that because that they they love the overtakes they love the drama they want they want it for us which Mm -hmm. i can appreciate um it doesn't always work out Oh, by the way, we are definitely going to, we're going to talk about the FIA a little later, Um, but no, they, they are trying to manufacture some excitement into this sport uh, with, with new rules and regulations, but we're just, we're not all the way there yet. And Mm -hmm. the Baku Grand Prix was another example of that. Uh, What did you think of the new format in general, just with the sprint race being on Friday and or the sprint race being on Saturday, qualifying being on Friday, just having these two separate events, really? I mean, I think it's cool-ish. I don't know. For some reason, I just worry, like, not even worry about the drivers, but, like, I do feel bad for the drivers because it's, like, you're just throwing more shit for them to do. Like, maybe just let them focus on the race. Yeah, and and they were complaining about it, which, for good measure, I mean, I'm sure they... They don't like change. It change is a scary thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's comparable, but like if football, like if the NFL, like before a game just had like a 50 yard little scrimmage between the two teams. Oh God, don't give them any ideas. Yeah, like what what would that be for? (laughs) Oh man, but no, not not to make this about me. But, you know, it made it pretty difficult as someone who was traveling to to keep up with the events of the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, normally I could get by, you know, on on missing free practice, maybe yeah. even missing qualifying on on Saturday. But, you know, having first you got qualifying, you got to watch the free practice for the race. 
Um, you got to watch, you know, the qualifying for the sprint race and the sprint race itself. You know, it was a lot to keep track of. So the FIA was not thinking of my travel schedule. And no. I honestly, I, I don't get it. Why not? When did you hear about the sprint race results? Um, uh, on, when I got back on Sunday, um, okay. you know, I was, yeah, so I was gone for about four days there. So um, did the Russell Verstappen news hit you like hard? Did it hit me hard? Like emotionally? Did I have an emotional? Yeah, kind of emotionally, but also like, cause I guess, cause everything on Saturday was like blowing up about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and so like I was getting like it, like as it happens, but you were on a delay. So yeah, I, I yeah. think uh, how that felt. It is always weird getting F1 news on, on a bit of delay. Cause you know, there is that, there is a lot of hoopla around these events as they're unfolding. And I'm sure there was a lot of drama about it, but for me, I just read it and I was like, Oh, they had okay. a little scuffle, you know, and then I moved on. So gotcha. yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting to see actually, but yeah, I wish, I wish I got to take part in that. Um, it sounds like it would have been exciting, but I mean, looking back at it now, you know, it wasn't, there really wasn't yeah. a whole lot there to it. And I'm yeah. not saying that just because of how I experienced it, but it just seemed like, hey, they, you know, they brushed up against each other. You know, Max felt a little upset by it. And Princess you know, George. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, man. Is, is he coming up with the nicknames like Trump starts? That would be great. Oh, my <laughs> I would, God. I would, love, I would love for Max Verstappen to take that heel turn and, yeah. and go full villain on, on the other drivers. That but, would that is true. We don't. There's no Trump personality in F1 right now, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. None that we know of. I will mm, say. True. I um, feel like Bottas can pull it out soon. The way he's going. Oh man, we we'll talk about it. we we should talk about we, Bottas. What, we need what, to do a deep dive on him. Yeah, honestly, maybe maybe if we'll get to that or maybe a separate video. But we don't know who who Logan Sargent really is. I mean, yeah, they just pure blood. We we also don't know where he was on January 6th, but, you know, still, it's up in the air. Hey, home race for Logan Sargent, by the way, coming up. I'm just glad we got another one coming right up here in a yeah. week because Baku, Baku as a whole didn't give us a whole lot to talk about. But yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not super excited for Miami. I feel like last if, year it was pretty rough. If last year is any indication, uh, it'll, it'll be a little rough, but hey. 3.30 start time. That's nice, at least. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Need that. Need that. Um, but so going forward, we talked about, you, you know, we got to experience these this new format. Are you looking forward to it going forward? Or would you like to see the FIA make some changes here? Uh, can I plead agnostic? You are. You, you absolutely can. You are wholly indifferent to the idea of sprint races. Yeah. Just um you're not like Max Verstappen. you you don't want them to all just go away and go back to just the normal way of way of doing things no because i like i like again i think i described it in the last podcast you know it's a nice little sweet treat yeah um it, it is nice every once in a while but you know that's not that's not how the fia sees things yeah i feel like it was built too much this weekend you know what? Okay, yeah, I'll say it. I don't like the new format. Okay, fair, yeah. fair enough. I finally got you to yeah. pick a side. <laughs> you got me no, to take a stance. No more being Switzerland. You you finally chose a side here. Yeah. Um, no to the sprint race. Yeah, let's dive into these. First, the race standings themselves. Uh, obviously, we saw the podium of Perez, mm-hmm. Verstappen, and Leclerc. 
Which we um, did call Perez winning it, right? Um, so I I had Verstappen, Perez, and Leclerc. So I got Leclerc right at least. Okay. You know, um, let's let's talk about his performance again. Uh, you know, it's at least he finished. Uh, this is kind of what we've expected from him all season. So it's it's nice of him to show up, uh, making those of us who. Not not to sound angry, you know, those of us that predicted him to win the championship. No no salt there at all for him for, for showing up here, fending off Fernando Alonso, who was starting to creep up on him, honestly. Yeah. Uh, was, if, if the race was a little bit longer, you know, you, you would have been sweating it out. But no, that was our podium. That's uh, what Taylor's love can do to you. I, I wholly agree with that statement. Um, but... No, it's a it's a podium that that we have seen before. Maybe not in this order as often, but um, Ferrari, Red Bull, uh, two of them. What what should be the two of the most dominant teams here? Ferrari is still finding their way. I think is this race uh, maybe an indicator of things to come for Ferrari? Knock on wood. Hopefully. <laughs> I I would I would agree that. Uh, well, no, so. I would say that. Thanks. So. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm not here to root for Ferrari uh, or or anything. I, okay. I I do like being right, but um, I do I do think they they have shown that a lot of a lot of what they can accomplish just comes down to staying out of their own way. Um, <laughs> if yeah. if the if the drivers and the team can actually execute the plans that they set out, um, consistent top five finishes should be expected honestly it's it's i know the car itself isn't where they want it to be right now but uh they've shown that they can overcome that uh charles Leclerc and carlos Sainz, uh for what it's worth are two great drivers i know uh well charles Leclerc is a great driver carlos wow. Sainz, carlos wow. Sainz is a good driver okay carlos Sainz is a great driver and you know we can disagree on that uh, if he's an F1, he's a great driver. I guess if compared to me, um, nope. sure. Um, I did I did get on that F1 simulator on my cruise, by the way. Um, yeah. Newfound respect, you know, for for all of these drivers. Except, you know, I felt like Nicholas Latifi on that thing, you know, Ooh, just, just the way oh, you know, just instantly spinning out. But yeah, no, they they make this thing look a lot. Um, easier than it really is that's all i'm gonna say um so what did you think of your boy well our i think our boy lewis hamilton uh Uh we like lewis here um uh overall a a ho-hum performance from him i would say uh he fell two spots let's say or no he fell one spot unlucky Mm -hmm. with the pit stop um anything to say about lewis nothing Wow, this race I mean, at this race absolutely is giving us nothing. Huh. Yeah, it was it was just right down the middle. Yeah, it was. I think I texted you that I think it was Crofty at one point. Um, while they were like commenting on the race, they were like, "Yup," and that was another good talk about strategy, which probably gives you an indication of the action happening on track. It's never a good sign when the announcers are more entertaining than yeah. the race itself, or when the Radio calls and the interviews are more entertaining, but yeah. that is kind of what we got this this week, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, we're going to get some great races. We're going to get some more of these because we Definitely. got how many to go? 
maybe we just have to recalibrate our expectations because whenever we ex seem to expect a good race, we end up getting a boring one. And whenever we expect a boring race, we end up with a pretty good one. I wasn't expecting much out of Australia and that turned out yeah. to be the best race of the season so far. So, Hey, you never really know. Maybe we should just keep our ways and be cog aware of it. Wow. Cause um, that was no, the... or we recognize the power that we have because I did put Yuki on the podium and then, <laughs> And, and then things happened. And he finished 10th. He got in the points. Good for he did you. get in the points. Okay. Yeah. Um, that. that was because of me. But no, I was I was really enthralled by where you were going with that. You're sounding a little, you know, like Buddhist monk type. We have to look within oh, and recognize <laughs> our power. I was I was really I was not sure where this was going, but uh, yeah, there's yeah. I'm sure there was something to what you just said. Yeah, we recognize our power. <laughs> Back to these, uh, back to the standings here. Um, the honestly, the most surprising thing about this race was the 18 cars that finished. Mm -hmm. Um, no, not really something I'd expect out of Baku. Um, I think it was six, six in 2021 and maybe five last year. Uh, we'll, we'll fact check that later. Um, but no, 18 cars finished, um, uh, only two of them got lapped. So that's something, um, yeah. but we, we kind of did allude to this Valtteri Bottas. Wow. What a, yeah. what a race for him of all the races he's had. This was certainly one of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, I don't think it's all AlphaTari's fault. I'll say that I'll, yeah. I'll just leave it there. You know, we'll put uh, that dish out. You can you eat know, it if you want. Look, uh, <laughs> it, it, it is kind of, I don't want to say it's sad to see because, you know, he chose this life, right? Uh, but, you know, he, he has left Mercedes and kind of just disappeared from the discourse in general. Um, he was he was providing us with some memes during the offseason. That was nice. We appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. entertainment in the offseason with his little mustache and and his mullet. Uh, mullet. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. So thank you for that, Bottas. But, I mean, come on, man. Get some points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drive. It's, I think he was at like three pit stops at what, like 20 laps into this. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe it was the Alphatari then. Alpha Romeo. Oh, fuck me. All right. Well, then you're gonna have to put an egg on my face like from two minutes ago. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Well, look, he's that. I mean, Alpha Romeo, Alpha Tari at this point, what, what's the difference? Yeah. I don't know. Which is, I mean, that kind of speaks to Alfa Romeo and themselves yeah. uh, last year. So last year we were talking about Alfa Romeo. Um, they had a great start to the season and things kind of just fell apart entirely in the latter, latter half of the season. And uh, in our preview video, we talked about them. We said, what are we going to get out, out of Alfa Romeo? Uh, do we get the, the team that, you know, finish the season, um, lose with DNFs pretty much every other race or the team that had the strong start. And it looks like we've got our answer here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With Joe and, and Bottas not really giving us a whole lot to, to work with here. Um, but they're the back markers now. Uh, my, my, oh my, mm. how the mighty have fought. Well, how the uh, slightly above average have fallen. Yeah, but now we we alluded to this. We, let's talk about this debacle 
um, this uh, hootenanny yeah. um, fiasco. I'm trying to find the, the appropriate. I, I saw chaos. I, I feel like chaos was a little too high. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you think about it, people did kind of just almost get run over by a car. But yeah, they could have died. Yeah. Yeah, man. Huh. Wow. But also, like, what I'm upset about is that it really, like, they're talking like, oh, you know, we need to put in these regulations and stuff to prevent this from happening again. You shouldn't have let it happen. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. That's that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm upset about. It's it's honestly funny because this does seem like it's been a focal point of the FIA recently is stopping people from running onto the pit lane. And then here we have just people strolling out there, pretending like the race is finished. Yeah. And in comes Esteban Akon uh, for the last minute pit. I'm wondering what was going on through Akon's mind there as he turns that corner and just sees a crowd of people. Uh, uh, luckily, he didn't didn't treat them like the barriers and go right yeah. through them. But yeah, the disaster averted. But that's honestly not good enough for the FIA here. Um, I just uh, I want to see if they just go full tilt, um, full hard line here and just I don't know lock up the garage. Maybe. No more no more people in the barriers in the pit lane unless you absolutely have to be there. Um, yeah, that. That would be a little extreme for them, honestly. Or at least until the – I mean, so they said that, you know, they let him do it because um, for the timing, you know, so that they can get to the um, podium in time. Nah, wait till all the cars are parked and then yeah. let them. I feel like mm-hmm. that's fine. And also, like, who's that for? It's so that we can see the podium on the TV. We don't really need that. Man. Like, we know who won the race. Just imagine the fallout if, if one of those drivers or if one of those – photographers personnel didn't have the, didn't have the reaction time or was faced the wrong way man the first of all the the optics i hate to i hate to use the lawyer phrase here of, of the mm-hmm. optics you know someone getting hit by of course someone getting run over by a formula yeah. one car would have bad optics of course, but, of man, course. <laughs> I, I guess it depends on who you ask some people might say that person deserved it but we are not those people or um, that no press is bad press uh, actually, there there might be something to that. <laughs> you know, we're talking about adding excitement to this to this season. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe yeah. I, maybe send more photographers out there. In fact, do it in the middle of the race. Why not? <laughs> you um, really want to get the shot. Yeah. I mean, hey, the the pit stops themselves and need a little juice sometimes. Why not? You know. Well, have, have you seen? There is a video of a Ferrari pit stop, um, where the dude's leg gets run over and then it completely goes behind. Hmm. So that, that sounds unpleasant. There was one, there's been a couple of instances where uh, the drivers come in and they knock back the guy lifting the car up. Um, I know yeah. Lewis, Lewis did that recently with his guy, yeah. but uh, no, they're, they always end up fine. That, that would be a little different than coming into the pits. Cause even though they look like they're driving slow in the pit lane, they are not. Yeah. So yeah, disaster averted by, by Akon and those people that were there. Uh, good, good. Good sidestep. I saw a couple of moves there that I was like, oh, wow, that was a nice nice little sidestep there. You know, it was was pretty impressive, honestly. I will say it was also interesting um, hearing the commentary before it happened. Yeah. Because the commentators Mm -hmm. were like, people are rushing into the pit lane, but Alcon needs to. And they kept that. That part was actually pretty. That actually. That actually built it up for me. Um, (laughs) I was like, 
Oh man, what what's going on here? I was I was kind of on the edge of my seat here trying trying to see what was what was happening here. And then they showed the clip of, of the people just dashing away. And man, um I, I I I hate to say this, but hey, it did add a little bit of excitement for us. Um yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should have like some cardboard cutouts so drivers can practice in the future. That's you know, put some cardboard cutouts of people. Have them zigzag around. I don't know. Like in the police stations when they do the test. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Logan Sargent would just plow right through them. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't, I don't know why I, I took that parting shot at him. He didn't deserve yeah, no, that. Yeah, he didn't deserve that. I'm sure Logan Sargent is a great guy. We don't know where he was on January 6th. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to like and subscribe. We will see you all shortly, actually less than a week until race day. Yeah. Adios. I don't like Nick DeVries.